0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. We've crossed over to 2017. But you cannot move forward in 2017 while you're still looking back at 2016. 2017 is the year of the light of God's favor. Just because it's the year of the light of God's favor does not mean darkness would not want to press against you. The challenge that many people have, they say Happy New Year, but in their hearts they are still very unhappy about things of 2016. So they sang Happy New Year outwardly with their mouths, but in their hearts they are feeling unhappy. Because there's still some people they are angry with that offended them in 2016. They still feel frustrated about somebody that cheated them. You cannot move forward in 2017 and allow the light of God's favor to shine upon your ways if you're still holding on to some of the darkness in 2016. It means you will be crossing over, pulling Those things that you want to leave in 2016, you'll be pulling it over into 2017. People want to say, happy new year. And you can only be happy if you leave all the disappointments, all the offenses, all the wrongs, all the hurts of 2016 in 2016. It's not too late for you to let go. It's only the 8th today. Imagine if you carry all of this to the 8th month. Just because we say and declare and decree that 2017 is the year of the light of God's favor, does not mean the enemy would not want to press against you with darkness. If you are born again and you're a child of the Most High God this is going to be a wonderful year for you. Listen what the Bible says in Colossians 1 verse 12. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. If we say, this is the year of the light of God's favor, do you believe it? Do you really believe that God wants to shine the light of His favor upon all your ways? Are you just saying it outwardly, or are you really believing it in your heart? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to believe. Tell them it's time to believe God's word. Colossians 1 verse 12 says, Our hearts soar with gratitude when we think of how Father God made us worthy to receive the the glorious inheritance freely given to us. This is what every holy believer is qualified to experience By living in the light. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness. And has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. God has qualified you to experience light. The new King James says, God has rescued us or transformed us, taken us from the kingdom of darkness. And placed us in His kingdom. There's two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of darkness. And there's a kingdom of light. God has qualified you to live in the kingdom of light. Light means His righteousness. Light means His peace. Light means every good thing that comes from God. Light means life. Means God has planned A life for you to live in His light. Are you ready to live in His light this year? He has qualified you for light. Family, if you believe it, obey His word and start living in the light. Many people today want to say, Jesus, let your light help me. Let the light of your favor shine upon my ways. But then you still want to combine your own nature with God's strength. And it's not a matter of combining your strength with God's strength. Remember, the works of the flesh is very evident. It's not a a matter of combining your strength, your ability, your gifting with God's. But relying totally upon His light. You were designed for light. You were designed for glory. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means you were originally designed for glory. For God's glory, for God's light. But when man sinned, he had fallen short of that glory. Christ came to restore, to qualify, qualify us, make us qualified, approved. To be agents of light once again. You are a light bearer. Turn with me to John 1 verse 4. Many of the challenges that we face. Or darkness that presses against us. Light expels darkness. The blessing is greater than the curse. So it doesn't matter what kind of darkness comes against you. Light will expel darkness. The darkness. That means there's no reason for you to worry or to become fearful about this year. There will always be darkness, but the light will expel the darkness. Make sure that you walk in the light of God's favor. Jesus came to this earth because there was a need for light and life in our lives. The Passion Translation says, Life came into being because of him. For his life is light for all humanity. And the living expression is the light that burst through gloom. The light that darkness could not diminish. Family, let go of any shade of darkness in your life whether it's offense, whether it's hurt, whether it's disappointment. The light came to diminish darkness. That does not mean darkness will not come and press against you, but the light that's on the inside of you will expel all shades of darkness in your life. Christ came to bring us life. He came so that the... Where there's darkness, there can be light. Many people are walking around, not just in darkness, but they are blindfolded, not knowing where to go. But you as an angel or agent of light can give clear direction to people. You can show a more excellent way. If people want to fight, don't behave like them. Amen? Don't get involved in unnecessary fighting. Keep your peace. Amen. Sometimes we sit here at the beginning of the year and we feel, I've been cheated. If you've been cheated or disappointed, I've got good news for you. My advice to you is, Hebrews 12 says, Look unto Jesus the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. The Passion Translation says, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze unto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Family, number one, Christ is the one who has birthed faith on the inside of you. This means if Christ has birthed faith on the inside of you, your faith will not fail. Number two, Jesus is praying for you that your faith will not fail. If you have faith, you can move mountains. The truth is, you have faith before you became a believer. Faith is something you have. Say, Bernard, how can you say that? It's very easy. The Bible says, you have been saved by grace through faith. You need faith to become born again, to be saved. If Christ has provided birthed faith on the inside of you before you knew him, imagine now that you've become a son of light. That's why the Bible says Jesus is interceding for you that your faith will not fail. He's interceding for your weaknesses. Is interceding for the light of His favor to shine upon all your ways. If you heard Jesus praying for you right now on that side of the wall, what would your view be of 2017? Will fear grip your hearts, or will you say, it's going to be a wonderful year? Because the truth is, Jesus is praying for you right now. He's interceding for you right now. The question is, will you trust and obey Him in this year? You know what that means? Your thinking will have to change. Your thinking will have to change. Where you've been thinking thoughts of darkness, start thinking thoughts of light. Allow His light to shine into your heart. When the Bible says, Blessed are the pure in heart, it just simply means, Blessed are those who have allowed the light of God to shine into their hearts. And expel all shades of darkness. Because God looks at your heart. Many of you have been serving God outwardly. You do the right thing. The Bible says forgive. So now you come and you say, oh my sister, I forgive you. But in your heart you're saying, just wait, I'm going to get you. (laughs) Do you think God is not looking into your heart? So now outwardly you are saying, let the light shine. I forgive you. But inside you're saying, I'm going to get you. You're allowing darkness. What has light got to do with darkness? The time has come for you to serve God in humility and sincerity of heart. You sing songs and you raise your hands. You say, Jesus, I love you. But inwardly, your heart is bound and heavy. You don't have peace because you've not forgiven those you should forgive. Do you think the light of God's favor that wants to shine upon your ways has got anything to do with darkness? The time has come to serve God with all your heart, with all your spirit. Amen. Listen here what the Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 105. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Family, listen to me. When man's spirit, his heart is free, it's very easy to serve God. But when your heart is bound with darkness, with sin, with unforgiveness, with bitterness, it does not become a useful instrument Because it's bound by all of this heaviness. a matter of fact, it's very difficult for you to pray. It's very difficult for you to hear God's voice. When your heart, your spirit is bound with darkness, with unforgiveness, with bitterness. Can you see the dilemma that people find themselves in? They want to say happy new year. But you can only say happy new year and your heart can only be happy and at peace if you've let go of all the things of the past. That's why for many it's not a happy new year. They outwardly say happy new year. But inwardly nothing has changed. A new year starts with a new heart. A new year starts with a new heart. A heart that has let go of things of the past. The word of God, in John, I read it earlier, the word of God, when it manifested, it was light and life. When you allow the word of God into your life, that word becomes a light unto your path, unto your ways. Now you view everything that you do in the light of God's word. Listen what the Passion Translation says. Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my path clear. When challenges come, don't worry. When darkness wants to press against you, don't worry. Because the light will give you guidance. That's why the Bible says in every temptation, God will make a way. Who's making the way? The word of God. The darkness pressing against you. You'll see the light shining and the darkness will start to diminish. It doesn't mean there won't be darkness. It just means the light on the inside of you will expel all shades of darkness. Let me show you a good example in the Bible. Genesis 26. Here, Isaac is facing some challenges. He finds himself in a famine. Not a drought, a famine. And his men go and they dig a well. And they find water. That's like finding yourself in an economic situation where there's a recession. And now you go with the favor of God You dig a well and you find water. You find business. You find an opportunity and here's provision. As soon as they do that, the men in that area say, it's ours. They want to steal what Isaac worked for. Does that sound like your situation maybe? Does it sound a little bit familiar? Let me read it to you. Genesis 24 verse 19, and Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. They find water in a famine. That's like, thank you, Jesus, you've made a way. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen saying, this water is ours. It's mine. Family, just because you're a Christian, Isaac was... In covenant with God does not mean people will not want to steal from you. It's not people. It's the devil who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But as you walk in the light of God's favor, he will make provision. The water is ours. So we called the name of the well Essek, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it, so he called its name Rehoboth. Because he said, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. These people were facing a serious challenge. But they, in covenant with God, walking in the light of God's favor. They dig a well, there's water, it gets taken from them. Say, so we're not going to quarrel. I'm walking in the light of God's favor. Dig another well. And there God provides. They take it again. So not gonna, I'm walking in the light of God's favor. Dig another one. God provides again. When you walk in the light of God's favor, God will provide for you. It does not mean you will not have challenges. It does not mean challenges will not come against you. But the light of God's favor will expel all shades of darkness. Let me show you how serious this was. Just go to verse 1. Genesis 26 verse 1. Family, this year stay away from unnecessary quarreling. I'm not saying sometimes you have to sit down with somebody and you have to sort out things. I'm not talking about that. I said, but unnecessary quarrelings. Just to fight because you want to fight. Because I can fight, because I no, stay away from that. Keep your peace on the inside. Genesis 26. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine. That was the day in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. See, it's not saying it's not saying it's the first famine, he says it's the second famine. There was a recession, and now there's a second recession. And everybody can see it. But Abraham and Isaac, they're living in covenant with God. They've been transformed from the kingdom of darkness, this natural realm. And they've been placed in the realm of God's light and God's favor. Look here what the Bible says. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper, continued to prosper, until he became very prosperous. Remember, there was a second drought. Isaac saw the drought, but the effect of the drought, of the famine, never came close to him. Because he was living in another realm. That's why he could sow when there was a famine. And he would have a hundred percent return. That's the blessings of Abraham. Because he's in covenant with God. Walking in the light of God's favor. Even in famine, God can bless him. Everybody wants the blessings of Abraham. But are you ready to walk in the obedience of Abraham? That's why I say trust and obey. Believe and obey. This is in the Bible to remind us that even if you're in covenant with God, it can be a famine. But you're living in another realm. The realm of the light of God's favor. And God will provide for us, will make a way for us, as long as we're obedient and walk in the light of God's favor. So let me take the scripture that the Lord shared with me and show you verse by verse what you have to do. What is your part to experience the light of God's favor in your life in this year? You know, if God's light is in your life, it will mean, it means you will see darkness, but the light will expel all the darkness when it wants to come close to you. It means your challenges, you'll see them, but they will not affect you. Because God will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Job 22 verse 21. If you go to Isaiah 60 verse 1 you'll see a prophecy there that says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It says, deep darkness will cover the earth, but God's glory, God's presence will be seen upon you. That even the Gentiles, those that don't serve God, will come to you so that they can have light in their lives. Family, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. You were designed for glory. You were designed for God's presence. You were never designed to be a sinner. You were designed to walk in the light of God's favor. If you realize you are made in God's image, in God's likeness, God wants you to walk with Him. If you start to realize that you're made in God's image and God's likeness. You will start to see what God sees. What is important to God. You'll start to act with God. Run with God. If you realize you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Your prayer would be immediately. Lord, take more of me. And give me more of you. More of your love, more of your kindness, more of your joy, more of your long-suffering, gentleness, self-control. But because you don't realize that that which God values most about you is beyond human comprehension. Because in our hearts we are made to be like God. We judge people by outward appearance while God looks at our hearts. When you seek a pastor, you look at how the pastor is dressed, how he articulates words, maybe what car he drives. God looks at your heart. When he looks at a pastor, he looks at my heart. He says, Does this man, as a pastor, have a shepherd's heart? Like he looks into a pastor's heart, he looks right into your heart. A congregation member. Can have a closer relationship with God than a pastor or a bishop or an evangelist or whatever title you want to give them. Because God does not look at your title, He looks at your heart. A matter of fact, Jesus said, When I come back, I'm not coming to see who is a bishop or an evangelist or a doctor, reverend professor, or whatever title. God. When he returns, are looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And you don't have to be a deacon or a pastor to worship in spirit and in truth. Anybody that's got a relationship with Jesus can worship in spirit and in truth. That's what God wants. He looks at our hearts to serve him in humility and sincerity of heart. Job 22, verse 21. Acquaint now yourself with Him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to His will. And be at peace, by that you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. Receive, I pray you, the law and instruction from His mouth and lay up His words in your heart. God is giving us instruction here in how to walk in the light of God's favor. If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before Him, the only way you will attract God's presence is by humbling yourself. People that always make excuses is because there's pride in their hearts. A humble person can say, I'm sorry. A humble person can say, I'm wrong. Jesus is saying here, giving us guidance how to attract God's presence into your life. You have to humble yourself. If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before Him, He will be built up. If you put away unrighteousness far from your tents, unrighteousness is darkness. He's saying, get rid of all the darkness, all the unrighteousness in your life. If you lay gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brook, considering them of little worth. He says, don't put your trust in money. Money cannot solve your problem. Money cannot deliver you. Money cannot heal you. If it could solve your problem, you would not be here. You know Your challenge that you are facing is beyond that. And make the Almighty your gold and the Lord your precious silver treasure. Then you will have delight in the Almighty. And you will lift up your face to God. Look at verse 27. You will make your prayer to Him and He will hear you and you will pay your vows. Verse 28. You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. The thing you will decree and declare, your dream, your vision. What did he say previously? To return back to God, for you to walk with God. The promise that was made to Abraham was not money was not gold, was not silver, but the promise that was made to Abraham was the Holy Spirit. God's presence. If you have God's presence in your life, you're seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things will be added. Get your focus upon God. When the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of light, of life, of comfort, is in your life, Everything will change. I mean, when glory is restored back back into your life, things are about to change. It means it's a change from inwardly, outwardly. Verse 29. When they make you low, I mean, when challenges come against you, when God is wanting to lift you up and the enemy wants to push you down, when they make you low, you will say, There's a lifting up, and the humble person he lifts up and saves. In that situation, remain humble. God will see you through, even though there's challenges, something trying to push you down. God will lift you up, He will see you through. Amen. He's saying it here in the same context where He talks about the light of God's favor. He says they want to push you down because people will become jealous. Don't fight people. Know who's your enemy. Listen here what he says. Verse 30. He will even deliver the one for whom you intercede who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. Family, you can only have clean hands if you have a clean heart. You can only have clean hands if you have a clean heart. He gives a promise here. He says, even if somebody is not innocent, if you keep your heart pure, pray for them. You'll see God will deliver them. Let your heart be filled with God's love. His light. Amen? What a wonderful thing. God says, you decide. What is that vision? What is that dream? What is it? He says, decree and declare it and it will be established for you. The light of God's favor will shine upon your ways, and God will establish it for you. He gives a warning in that passage. He says, when you pray, God will hear you, and you will pay your vows. You know, man's nature is that he always wants to bargain with God because he's bargaining with his neighbor, his colleagues in business. Every day he's bargaining When people are desperate, they are quick to make vows. Lord Jesus, just save my wife, save my children. I'll serve you for the rest of my life. I won't just be in church once a week, but I'll be in church twice a week. I'll help with the ushering wherever you need me, Lord. I will be there. I promise God, just save this family member. And then God saves them. Then you say, oh, thank you, God. I'm so happy that you've saved them. And then that vow that you've made, you start forgetting about that. God says, if you've made a vow, pay it. Lord, just give me this contract. Open this door for me that I can start this business. If you do that, Lord, I promise I will do the following. A, B, C, D. God never told you to make those promises, you did it. The Bible says if you've made a promise to God, be sure to pay. This is why many people cannot continue to walk in the light of God's favor because they think they can outwit God like they outwit some business partners. They think they are smarter than God. They can trick God. You cannot trick God. God sees your heart. Don't make vows and then not keep it. Listen what the Bible says. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 5. Better not to vow than to vow and not to pay. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God that it was an error. Why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the works of your hands? For in the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also vanity. People that have big dreams and big visions, they make big promises. He says, Don't come to the messenger of God and say, Release me from this vow. You've made a vow to God. He says, Don't now come to the pastor to release you from that vow. Don't come to me. You're getting me into trouble with you in front of God. Did we make the promise together? Did we make the vow together? No, you made the vow. He says, be ready to pay it, to be faithful. Don't say, God, bless my ways. I want to walk in the light of God's favor. And then want to hold on to some darkness. What has light and darkness got to do with each other? If you say this is the year of the light of God's favor, make a decision to walk in the light of of God's favor. So I want to ask you, are you ready to walk in the light of God's favor? Do you believe this is the year of the light of God's favor? Family, let me tell you something. This body cannot serve God. We need the grace of God to serve God. We need the grace of God to walk in the light of God's favor. Jesus spoke to the storm and he commanded the storm to be still. You know your favorable outcome. You know what God has placed in your heart. The Bible says decide it and decree it. And you'll see the light of God's favor shining upon your ways. The challenge that you will face. Will you trust? Will you obey? Will you believe? If God has said something and given you a promise for this year. And you've decreed it and declared it. And now darkness starts to press against you. Don't change your confession. Your challenge will be, do you really believe? Because remember, you can continue to serve God outwardly and say, this is a good year. This is the year of the light of God's favor. But on the inside of your heart, we know if there's light or darkness. We know what you really believe. To experience the light of God's favor, your confession needs your heart's full agreement when you in your heart believe that this is going to be a wonderful year, a happy year, you can say, Happy New Year. Then you know it's going to be a wonderful year. Because even if they want to press you down, make you low, as you humble yourself before God, He will lift you up. God is even saying, I'm going to do the impossible. Those that you intercede for, Pray for. That's not innocent. I'll bring salvation. It's time for you to start to pray for your family. And allow the light of God's favor to shine upon their ways. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.